Aside from a house or a car specifically, what is the most expensive thing you own? Wendy? A car. Name an animal with three letters in its name. Alligator. Name something that's better than being rich. Poor. Besides a bird, something in a bird cage. Hamster. Something that comes with a summer storm. Snow. Something Russia is famous for, Bob. Russians. Something a burglar would not want to see when he breaks into a house. Rob. Naked Grandma. Reason you might stay indoors on a beautiful day. Because it's raining. Name something you might buy that could turn out to be phony. Yeah, a horse. Name a time that most people get up. In the morning. A time most people go to bed. At night. This is the 7 at 11 on Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin. Trevor Lawrence hits Christian Kirk down to the 21-yard line. And the Jacksonville Jaguars, trailing 14-10, have a chance to potentially take a lead in what has been one of the less explosive, interesting London games, although it should have a fantastic finish, especially if you bet the over, as uh, we're at 14-10. Broncos lead the Jaguars 6-24 to go. Uh, The only thing that has been a consistent in this game is Travis Etienne, who has been just unbelievable. I mean, this guy has not gotten in the end zone, so if, if you're looking at it from a fantasy standpoint... He's not having, like, the biggest game you'll ever have because, you know, it's not like, you know, the scoring. But if you're actually looking at it from a actual football game, I don't know how many guys in the NFL this year have run for the amount of yards. I mean, just pure rushing yards this season? I mean, I don't know that I've... I'm trying to think of games that I've seen this year where guys have run for... You know, over 150 yards the way Travis Etienne has. 21 carries, 152 yards uh, to go along with his three catches for six yards for Etienne as the Jaguars are now inside the 10-yard line. All right, 7-11 time. Kyle, this is a fun one. I mean, this is really hard, but I don't know. It it's It's approachable. It's kind of like... You know that person you see at the bar where you're like, all right, I got a chance, right? I think that's what this list is. That will be me. That's what every woman says about me. Yes, but I don't know. Once you get there, I'm not sure if you do. So that that's the thing about this list. I think it's approachable, very approachable, but more complex once you get to the surface. Oh, by the way, it looks like it's raining hard in London. Which I guess this game's at Wembley because they that's where they play and not Tottenham, so they can't cover the roof. All right, Jaguars are down to the one-yard line. We'll see if Trevor Lawrence uh, out of the shotgun takes it in as he's had a bunch of rushing touchdowns in recent weeks. Can I ask you a quick question? Yes. What, why does the NFL have these games on places that everybody can't see them? Um, because that's how they can get paid more money oh, okay. for them because it drives subscribers to them. Okay. So this game's on ESPN Plus exclusively. Yeah. Which I love. Which ESPN Plus is a subscription service. Yeah. So for ESPN Plus to be able to reward its subscribers by saying, hey, you're going to get a game that you, you, know, you can only get by being here or on Amazon Prime, 
the same thing. So I think, you know, that's a big part of, you know, continuing to get more money is not only advertising dollars, but actually these platforms being able to, you know, to actually generate subscriptions uh, through this. Uh, Travis Etienne gets stopped at the one yard line. They give the ball to him again. This time he gets in for a touchdown, one yard touchdown run for Travis Etienne. Of course, like all scoring plays, it will be reviewed, but the Jaguars go up 16-14, extra point pending in London for the Jaguars. All right, most touchdowns last five years, go. Since for tw- what position? Doesn't matter. Even quarterbacks? No. I mean, that's oh, if they run it, you need to have the ball in the end zone. That is a touchdown. Most Not throwing touchdowns since 2018. Who in the NFL has scored the most touchdown. That's what I'm saying. Uh, very let's go, Devontae. Very approachable when you think about it, but let's see how you do. You think Devontae Adams, the former Green Bay Packer, could be on this list? He yeah. absolutely is with uh, third on the list with 52 touchdowns. Nicely done. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. And he missed a season. Cooper Cup, who you decided not to. To uh, protect in your fantasy league, you went with Jonathan Taylor instead of Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is 14th ah. on this list with 40 touchdowns. He is tied for 14 on the list. Did I use my mulligan? You have not used your mulligan. You can I have use not it. Not used it this month. It's the month real, of October comes to an end. It's been a real tough month, though. So, uh, but by the way, get lined up now. Uh, we're looking for top seven people with the most touchdowns scored in the last five NFL seasons. Um, we have Devontae Adams correct, 800-990 ESPN. It's 800-990-3776. ESPN. That is 800-990-3776. Most touchdowns in the last five NFL seasons. Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. He, is, he had four of them a few weeks ago. 44 touchdowns. That's it. Puts him tied for 11th Woo! on this list. This the, is a approachable, but eh. I told you when you look at this, you're like, oh, I could, I could get with that list. But then it gets hard. Devontae Adams is number three. Please give us a call right now if you can name one other player on this list. The phone number to get in is 800-990-3776. That's 800-990-3776. 76. Who has scored the most touchdowns in the NFL from 2018 until now? Devontae Adams is the only player we have named from this list. Can you name another player on this list who has the most touchdowns scored in the last five NFL seasons? So four full seasons plus this year. 800 990 3776. Call now 800 990 3776. It would help if I had some of this stuff up here so I could see uh, who's calling here. Um, hmm. Kyle might have to just tell me who's calling because we're in the new studio and. I should have realized before this, but mm, mm, mm. let's see. All right. Without me figuring out how this works, I'll just go to Justin, who's a police officer. Thank you for your service. Good morning, Justin. Good morning. Uh, Who do you have for us? 
Let me get Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Oh, he's like the ideal player. You know what they said? He bought an Xbox and a PlayStation just to be able to log in to see which of his teammates are playing video games when they should be looking at their playbook. That's the kind of teammate he is. He wants to lead by example. He is number five on this list with 47 touchdowns. Nicely done. Do you have another for us? In the last five years. You, you can go out on top. You, you did a good job getting Nick Chubb, or you could go for another. Give me Derrick Henry. Give me Derrick Henry, who I would think would definitely be on this list. Where is Derrick Henry? Oh, my gosh. I cannot find Derrick Henry on this list. Derrick? Wait, 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 wait. Kyle. Derrick Henry wasn't one of these undrafted guys, right? That's not why I'm why he's not showing up, is he? Because the I don't see Derrick Henry on this list anywhere. Wait, wait, wait. Let let me just uh let me just make sure. Let me just make sure. Because that is the uh I'm gonna remove year he was drafted, because I would have thought Derrick Henry would have to be on this list. Derek Derek Henry is not on this list. Where I am scrolling all the way down. Thanks for the wait. Derek Henry has less. All right, I'm pulling him up specially. Wait, wait, wait. How is that possible? All right, Derek Henry. We're going year by year on Derek Henry here. Derek Henry's career here. Touchdowns. Kyle, how many touchdowns would you have guessed for Derrick Henry in the last four or five years, right? I mean, four, I mean five I, years, I, I would say that he had at least there. eight, ten per year, so I think he would at least be a 44, 45. That's what I would have thought. But maybe he missed too many games. He had 12, he had 28, 40. Wait, wait, wait. No, he, um, I knew it. He should be on this list. Where is Derrick Henry? I swear this is an accurate list. Oh, okay. Wait, I, fi- I figured out why. I included one stat on this that he did not qualify on. So now we are back in business. And Derrick Henry is number one on this list. Because <laughs> what they had to have had on the list, the way I set it up, was a minimum amount of receptions that Derrick Henry did not have. All right, we now have Derrick Henry number one. We have Nick Chubb number seven, just barely on the list, and Devontae Adams number four. So uh, everyone is, uh, we are still correct there. Uh, Do you want to keep it rolling? Give me one more. Give me Tyreek Hill. Give me Tyreek Hill at number five on the list. You now have Derrick Henry 1, Devontae Adams 4, Tyreek Hill 5, Nick Chubb 7, Travis Kelsey was 14, and Cooper Cup was now 17 on the list. Uh, Do you want to keep going, or are you done? I think I'm done there. What would you say? You're going to stop there? I think I'm going to stop there. All right, you killed it, Justin. You're the man. Let's, uh, Let's go to Bill, who works in sheet metal. You're on Sunday Karma. Morning, Bill. Morning. So I was going to guess Tyreek Hill, but my number two, I'll go with Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, Kyle, from the Green Bay Packers. What do you think? Does he fit with these names we're hearing? 
Despite Mike McCarthy never wanting him to play, he probably put up some big numbers ever since we got our new guy. 53 touchdowns is good for number three on this list. Well done, Bill. Uh, we now have, wow, this list, we've knocked it out pretty quick. We got six, we have five of the seven. Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, and Nick Chubb. You got another guess for us, Bill? I don't. All right. right now, good it's job. all the ones that they're guessed are it was ones I was going to guess already. You're killing it. Everybody's killing it today. Let's go to Chad, firefighter. Thanks for your service. Good morning, Chad. Good morning, Craig. Um, I'm going to guess uh, Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel, as versatile as anyone we have in our league. Debo, the ultimate threat. Debo, though, 24 touchdowns. From 2019 through now, not enough to make it on this list. Thank you for the call. Debo Samuel out today. Devontae Adams is in today among some of the uh, the late injury announcements going into this week. All right. We'll uh, we'll allow you to get your grab your thoughts here. So guessed incorrectly, Cooper Cup, Travis Kelsey, and Debo Samuel. Guessed correctly, Henry, Kamara. Aaron Jones, Devontae, Tyreek Hill, and Nick Chubb. We will take your calls now, 800-990-ESPN. That is 800-990-3776. Broncos are in the red zone, down by three. We'll also update you on what's going on in London as we roll on. It's Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Setting up to be a signature moment in Trevor Lawrence's career after Latavius Murray gets in for a touchdown. Jaguars with the ball 21-17. 21-17. Jaguars with the ball first and 10 at their own 25. Jaguars have lost eight consecutive one-score games. Most in the NFL, eight consecutive one-score games, including five this year. They are two and five. All five of their losses are one-score games this year. Trevor Lawrence goes back to pass. First play of the drive, looking for Christian Kirk, and that ball is intercepted. Intercepted by the Denver Broncos. Like all plays, it is reviewed. The review finds that it was, in fact, an interception, and the Broncos now have the ball, a minute 34 to go. Jaguars do have two timeouts remaining, so the Broncos will either need a first down or the Jaguars could end up with the ball back, right? They could uh, they could get the ball back with about 35 seconds to go if they stop the Broncos here. Broncos settle for a McManus field goal. So, all right, let's see what's going on with the 7-11. at 11. We are looking for... The guys with the most touchdowns in the last five uh, five NFL seasons. We have Derrick Henry, number one, Aaron Jones, number three, Devontae Adams, four, Tyreek Hill, number five, Nick Chubb, number seven. Guessed incorrectly, we have Travis Kelsey, 
Cooper Cup, and Debo Samuel. You can jump in now, 800-990-3776. It is 800-990-3776. He's a teacher. He's a troll. Love hearing from him. It is Jason. You're on Sunday Karma. Morning, Jason. Good morning, Craig. Hey, real quick, I got a little announcement. Two weeks from today, I will be at Lambeau. I will be in box seats, and I bought my last Cowboys jersey ever in my life. I bought Jason Peters' jersey, number 71, offensive lineman. And you know what? I'll let you figure out why I bought that jersey. I believe Um, that is because it's his name. Uh, It's also my name. Yeah, that's what I mean, being your name. Yes, exactly. Okay. But um, so anybody watching, listening to the show, you come see me because we are going to steamroll the Packers in two weeks. I cannot wait. And uh, with this question, I'm probably wrong. I don't Google. I don't cheat. I'm going Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott, Kyle, what do you think? Is he on that list? He got paid like he's supposed to be. He is number eight on the list. He is not going to make the 7-11, but uh, pretty close. Uh, and uh, I can imagine you'll be the only Jason Peters jersey in the house there, so uh, have fun up at Lambeau, Jason. All right, on third and four, the Broncos appear to be about a half a yard short. It's going to be fourth down for the Broncos, Jaguars are out of timeouts. Will the Broncos go for it here on fourth down and give the ball potentially back to the Jaguars with 30 seconds left, or will they just kick the field goal? We know they'll, first of all, they're going to run it down and appear to kick, uh, call a timeout. There's about 35 seconds left between the play clock and the game clock as the Broncos lead it 21-17. to 17. Uh, they call Nathaniel Hackett gets the timeout with 35 seconds left. 21-17. Broncos lead the Jaguars. 34 seconds left in London. Let's go to Daniel who works in construction. You're on Sunday Karma. Morning, Daniel. Morning. Uh, is Austin Eckler one of them? Austin Eckler. Kyle's making a face. What do you think? He's too recent, Kyle? Y- yeah, too recent. Too recent, says Kyle. I say he has enough touchdowns he is number six on the list with 48 touchdowns nice guess daniel that leaves only one name on our list do you have another crack at it uh don't right now okay nicely done well done knocking off austin eckler from our list all right we are down to one name on this list derrick henry aaron jones Devonte adams tyreek hill austin eckler nick chubb the, uh, the Broncos are going for it on fourth and one from their 24. The push, I don't know if they have it. Now it looks like a second effort. Russell Wilson keeps it. It'll depend on the spot here. They're still running the clock right now. They have signaled on the field first down, which means the Broncos are going to win it 21-17. The Broncos could have kicked a field goal to go up by seven with 25 seconds to go, but instead they decide to go QB sneak with Russell Wilson on fourth and about a half a yard. They get the first down. The clock has expired. The Jaguars have now lost eight, uh, nine consecutive 
one-score games, and the Denver Broncos have gone to 3-5 and five as uh, they go to London with an injured Russell Wilson who leads them to victory in this final game. Um, I don't know if they, uh, on the field, will want to review the spot. It looks like they are going to go to review the spot to see if he had gotten the first down. I don't think there's going to be enough to uh, overturn this. But officially, they are going to go. It's a uh, field. It's a booth review on fourth and inches. It is a booth review on fourth and inches to see if they will uh, if they will get in. So uh, we'll see how that goes as we continue. It is Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. It's not close to midnight. It's close to noon. Michael's a little off there, but the referees were not off on the field as the spot was, in fact, correct. The Denver Broncos defeat the Jacksonville Jaguars 21-17. Would have liked to have seen the field goal. Just saying. Plus... 39, 21, 24-17, might have been good, but whatever, 21-17, Broncos defeat the Jaguars, fun little Monday, uh, Saturday, uh, Sunday morning game out of London, we got a long running 7-11, one name left on our list, who has the most touchdowns in the NFL in the last five seasons, guessed incorrectly, Debo Samuel, Cooper Cup, Travis Kelsey, guessed correctly, Number one, Derrick Henry. Number three, Aaron Jones. Four, Devontae Adams. What did you say? Oh, okay. Three, uh, Aaron Jones. Four, Devontae Adams. Five, Tyreek Hill. Six, Austin Eckler. And seven, Nick Chubb. We are missing number two on this list. Who has the second most touchdowns in the NFL in the last five years? Ezekiel Elliott, not on the list. Travis Kelsey, Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel. Who is that second leading touchdown scorer in the last five years? 800-990-ESPN. It's 800-990-3776. We have our Palermo's picks coming up next segment. We have to hit on a few things this segment, Kyle. The Bucks are out to an undefeated start. They beat the Nets at home, who you know don't have a, a great record to start the year. But but that probably is the most impressive. A win just because of how it uh, laid out to this point and the fact that they've been consistent enough. I mean, to me, you could say like, oh, well, they, the Knicks, maybe they're not that good. They weren't even a playoff team last year. They weren't even a play-in team last year or the Rockets or, you know, the Sixers haven't started that well. I mean, that road win against Philadelphia, that was an impressive win. I'll, I'll take that win all day. I mean, the Bucks without Chris Middleton... Without Joe Ingles, who's going to be an important player on this team, without Pat Connaughton, who's an important rotation player on this team, it shows you that continuity matters. It shows you that a locker room matters. And it shows you that 
a lack of some of the drama that all these other teams have matters. You know, let's credit how this team's been put together. I know it's early, very, 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 very early, but let's appreciate what the Bucks are off to in terms of the start uh, to this season. All right, we will see if we can knock out this 7 at 11 right now. We have uh, four people lined up. I don't think this final answer is that hard. I think one of uh, one of these uh, people will knock this out. Let's go to Tom is a business owner. You're on Sunday Karma. We start with Tom. Who do you have for us? Uh, is it Alvin Kamara? Is it Alvin Kamara, Kyle? He says yes, and it is Alvin Kamara. Nicely done, Tom. You are our winner of the 7 at 11, knocking out our 7th. Well done by Tom. All right, we I mentioned it. We need to get to our Palermo's picks, but before that, there was also a big announcement with the Milwaukee Brewers uh, this week that we haven't touched on. There was also a coaching change with the Wisconsin Badgers that we haven't talked about. So let's get to both of those things real quick here. So David Stern's out with the Milwaukee Brewers. First of all, this has nothing to do with the Josh Hader trade. It wasn't like, oh, Stearns was mailing it in because he was going to be out of here and his mind was on other things. That is absolutely not the right take. I, I get it. Hader trade looks terrible. The Brewers didn't add a bat. I could argue that the uh, the team who the Brewers lost to for the fourth or fifth consecutive year now is in the World Series and looks poised to do something, right? We know they lost in the NLCS to the Dodgers when they won. We know they lost to the you know Nationals, and they ended up uh, going from wild card to winning the World Series. We know they lost to the Atlanta Braves last year, and they end up going to the World Series. And now the Phillies, who edged the Brewers for that final wild card spot, that team somehow, Philadelphia Phillies, ends up as the next team of destiny into the World Series. I get the frustration around that. I get the idea that if Josh Hader was there, this could have ended differently. The Brewers actually could have ended ahead of the Phillies. I mean, not because of what Hader, I believe, what would have meant to the team, but because of what losing him seemed to have meant to that locker room and specifically to that bullpen where they struggled. And there were probably three to four games that they would not have lost had they not made that trade. And I thought the trade was a great trade. I was in favor of the trade. I believe they weren't going to sign Josh Hader anyway, and Josh Hader wasn't going to sign here. So they got a really, really good haul for him that will help them over the next few years. But they didn't bring a bat back that could help them this year. And by all accounts, you know the trade went as bad as it could go. But that has nothing to do with David Stearns was his mind was on something else. He was ready to move on. And um, David Stearns had an elite, elite time with the Milwaukee Brewers. You could say the biggest thing he did was sign Christian Yelich, and that was a mistake. And I'm not going to argue that, but we all would have signed Christian Yelich to that deal. We all would have signed Christian Yelich to that deal. So what do you consider to be elite? Because there's a lot of, I mean, so, I mean, that would be a lot of elite GMs in no, president of baseball. No, uh, no, no. So nobody in baseball over this this last period, you know, has been I'd argue outside of Tampa, has won as many games for the dollars they've been allocated okay. as David Stern. Okay, I, I, get, what you look at I it, get what you're saying If with you that. look at their power ratio of how many games they win, versus how much money they had to spend 
year in, year out, the combination of David Stearns and Craig Council has done it at a level that nobody else has done it this side <sighs> of Tampa in in the major leagues. I just I, using elite means you are exceptional in a class that is Hall of Fame almost class. Well, they again they, they, are, they have in terms of the resources they've been given and how much they've won. Yeah, I would say that they won at a great level, but elite. I, saying David Stearns and Craig Counts have been elite, but they have no. They have how many in NLCS appearances? How many NL Central Division championships? To me, if I think about elite, I would say that. And granted, you're talking about resources, but I mean, I would. It's, it's just hard for me to put a team that hasn't won much in elite category even though they did a lot with not almost as much as other teams like the Dodgers so I get what you're saying I would say he is a phenomenal top-notch top-tier president of baseball operations and GM but I would not say he is elite just because he doesn't have the hardware jewelry to back that up so I mean I just think you can't you have to grade on a scale to me and you can't grade someone who has a 75 million dollar payroll on the same scale that you grade someone on a $200 million payroll. So, all right, let's uh, go on to the other things. Paul Christ gets fired. Uh, Kyle, I think you were surprised uh, by the timing and that it happened that quickly. Um, Your gut now on uh, the decision that was made by uh, Chris McIntosh. He had no choice because of the fact that he has a hot commodity with Jim Leonard on on his staff, and he understood that if he didn't make a decision at some point— Jim Leonard might be gone if he waited to the end of the year, but hindsight, you know, it looks like a great, uh, looks like a great decision that Chris McIntosh made because the team is being more competitive. They're playing better football. I mean, right out the gate, they beat up on Northwestern. They compete against Michigan State, even though they had some terrible plays in there, and then they won that last game where they beat up on a Purdue team that was pro- projected to win that game. So I would say they're doing pretty well. Yeah, and they, uh, I mean, that Michigan State game, they were right there, right? I mean, if they had won that game. Oh, this would look a lot different, you know. It, it and would. Brett Bielema and Illinois are still looking pretty good atop that division. That but, is the best team in the Big Ten West. Yeah, which is uh, which is pretty wild uh, to to think that uh, Brett Bielema has done that so quickly, has uh, put things uh, together uh, and and had them at the top of the division. So, who do you think? Do you think Jim Leonard gets the job? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think they they need to. I. I, I I mean, I I think they they need to at least make sure that they've you know from an equal opportunity and all that that they look around and I think maybe by doing that they find a coordinator they find someone who can help them but I absolutely think uh, that he is the right person for the job. There was something interesting that he said in an interview this week where he said because you know he had a conversation with Chris McIntosh and he talked about he still wants to be traditional Wisconsin but there needs to be some tweaks and I think that tweaks come to. Uh, the way that we play offense and the way we run the football isn't always that attractive. Even with them wearing different color pants this year, there's some things that need to be tweaked with this overall program where we kind of step into the next generation. And I think Jim Leonard understands that, and I think he may be the guy to take us there. Yeah, and I think yeah, they just need to win. I don't, I don't think it's – I mean, I think people will say it's the pants, it's the this, it's the that. Right? Did you see how cold them Tennessee jerseys were last night? The yep. black and orange. If you're a kid who wants to go to Tennessee, Tennessee's doing well. You see, you get the chance to wear that cool, swaggy stuff. You have the upgraded facilities. That's what kids care about nowadays. Yeah, but don't you think um, it's their upgraded quarterback and stuff like that? that well, happened? you got to be able to recruit that quarterback. 
right? And sometimes having top-notch facilities. Oregon, they had a whole reputation of having all these different alternate jerseys that they wore. You have a whole generation of kids that love Oregon, whereas when I was eight years old, I didn't care about Oregon. But then all of a sudden they have all these different uniforms. It's the little things that get kids to say, hmm, I like that. And it's the little things that gain points or lose points in Cover 5. We'll find out how Kyle Wallace is doing in his Cover 5 this year. (laughs) As we continue at Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. It's that time. Yes, it's finally here. Craig makes his picks of the week. You can bet the house on it. Picks of the week on Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin. Presented by Palermo's Pizza, Wisconsin's hometown pizza. Can't wait to see what happens next. On ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Oh, Kai Wallace. And you here for some Palermo's picks. Screaming Sicilian. I'm stuffed. Artisan crust with Woo! over two and a half feet of cheese. Mm, Craig is upstairs. In the crust. It's upstairs, Craig. Have you had one yet? I, so I let because I had I had to go somewhere. I went to Whitewater on Friday, so I yeah. couldn't grab it because we have some. Thank you to Palermo's. I'm eating it today right after. So you're not saving it for the Packers game? No, I'm I'm hungry. I want it now. The Supreme has artisan stuffed crust with secret recipe tomato sauce, whole milk mozzarella cheese, sausage, pepperoni, red peppers, green peppers, black olives, yellow onions. The pepperoni one, they have the sausage and pepperoni and the cheese. All of these are the Screamin' Sicilian I'm Stuffed stuffed crust pizzas at your grocer's freezer, not at Target. Don't go to Target for your groceries if uh, you're looking for uh, Palermo's. But go to Sendex. Go to... uh, all of your uh, local grocery stores here in Wisconsin uh, that have um, that have all of Palermo's Pizza. They are Wisconsin's hometown pizza. Screaming Sicilian at the top of the list when you're thinking about the best of the best with Palermo's Pizza. All right, speaking of the best of the best, Kyle, you you know a lot about football. You played football. Cover Five is a contest that everyone can join right now. You can download the Cover Five app. And win 100 bucks just by picking five games against the spread this week. Your fantasy team's already messed up. Your cover five doesn't need to be. You could jump in right now and play cover five with us, and you could win. You could win this week. Just pick five games against the spread. Use code, use join code WI22. We have 1,295 people signed up for this week's cover five. You can be one of them. Cover5.com or Cover5 app. Join code WI22. Kyle, how many points do you have in Cover5? How many points do I have in Cover5? All right, Craig. Well, for me, uh, for Cover5, I am doing phenomenal, as in great, as in I am the cheat code for Cover5 because it go against my picks. So for me overall, I know I have negative 147.5 points Four cover five. And I believe, Craig, you were at 80-something? I'm at 89 and a half. 89 and a half. You dropped down a little bit, So I'm at 61st out of 1,295 people on the season. And I'm at 1,196 out of 1,295. All right. I'm killing it, Craig. So if you go against Kyle's picks, that seems to be the cheat code. The cheat code. As he said, two of the four people on ESPN picked the Bears as their underdog of the week. And that's where I start. I will take Justin Fields. And the Bears 
plus 10 against the Cowboys in Dallas, where I saw the Cowboys really bad last week. Detroit came in banged up. No DeAndre Swift. Amon St. Brown left early with a concussion. I mean, they had nothing there. And uh, the Cowboys eventually pulled away. I don't buy the Cowboys offense still. I'll take the Bears plus 10. For once, Craig, I'm actually going to ride with you, and I'm also taking the Chicago Bears plus 10. I have it here. I'm trying a new strategy. I'm trying to go with, oh, oh, F. Homer says, the dogs. All right, well, I'm going to go with another dog. This is a little dog, and it's the Vegas Raiders who go to New Orleans, a tough place to play. Andy Dalton looked good on Thursday Night Football. They have a long layoff, but... I just think there's too many weapons. Devontae Adams was sick this week, but he will play. I'll take the Raiders plus one and a half as the cover five official spread. I like that pick, but I'm also going to go with the Arizona Cardinals, the underdog in Minnesota. I'm a believer in Kyler Murray, so we going to see what's going to happen. Maybe this is where I go wrong, but I'm picking them to cover the spread here, minus four going to Minnesota. See, I, I don't like Minnesota as a cover five team because I feel like they never win or lose by too much. They always play to the level of their opponent. So if you're trying to not lose a lot or not win a lot, I think cover. I think the Vikings, and, and for you, Kyle, the way your season's gone, I could understand why uh, you might want to just play it safe with a pick like that in, in that one. So uh, some other people did also on um, Countdown on ESPN pick the Atlanta Falcons to Ooh. get upset by the Carolina oh, Panthers. I hope not. As the Panthers uh, upset the Buccaneers last week. But I'm not. I think the Falcons get it done here. For some reason, they can't throw the ball to Pitts or Drake London. The offense seems very stagnant in Atlanta, but they are 2-1 and one at home. I think they go to 3-1 and one at home. I will take the Falcons, and I will lay the 4.5, which is your cover 5 spread. Atlanta minus 4.5. I'm right there with you with Atlanta. This battle, the winner of this game is in first place. Oh in that division. God. So That's you know incredible. what? Atlanta has a better football team. I'm going to ride with Atlanta. Both aren't great, but I'm riding with Atlanta right there with you, Craig. Speaking of first place, uh, the undefeated team in the NFL, the equivalent of the Milwaukee Bucks, is the Philadelphia Eagles. That spreads up to 11.5 against the Pittsburgh Steelers, but its cover five number is 9.5. This is one of those. I think it could go 20-plus. I'm looking to get 10 points or more from my wow. Eagles here. I'll take the Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. And I'll uh, I'll go with the Eagles minus 9.5 as the cover 5 spread. You talked about Detroit earlier and last week, them against the Dallas Cowboys. I think Miami Dolphins get back on track. I think the Dolphins will cover this spread. Going to Detroit is a three-point spread. I think that's the one where I make up my point loss, Craig. Speaking of a three-point spread, that's where I'll finish the football prognostication index has the Seahawks as 59% to win. The point spread has the Seahawks favored by three. But you know what? There's something about a Giants team that is undefeated on the road that thinks it can go just about anywhere and win. I saw them battle back against the Green Bay Packers at Tottenham Stadium. I think the 6-1 and one Big Blue win outright in Seattle Take Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, and the New York Giants as your final cover five team of the week, plus three to get it done. I haven't made my last pick. I had the Colts, but then I erased it. I had a dream that that didn't go very well. I don't know. I can't pick my Packers because they mean, won't the Colts cover. I the Colts with a first-time starting I, quarterback, I, that's, that's but, scary. Tyler Henneke looked good last week. I, don't, I may just take Cincinnati and call it a day, but now they're going to Cleveland. With He's no Joe Bar- Chase. Uh, and, and Burroughs never beat Cleveland before, so Craig, 
like, I don't know what I'm going to do here. So I may just follow suit and go against what you did. And I may pick Seattle. I may think LA may be the beat the 49ers. I'm not sure. I, by the way, I'm going to click the here. Rams to beat the 49ers so many times. And every time in the regular season, the 49ers proved me wrong. I, I, that one never works out for me in the regular season. It did in the postseason, but it never seems to in the regular season. This is another great week of NFL football. Let's finish by giving our thoughts on the Packers and the Bills, Kyle. First yours. I am going to go with my Packers to not cover and potentially embarrass me today. Uh, Packers lose today 35 to about 13 because we can't score. Wow, we're are we 31 now? 31 13. So we're going out with a Halloween song and not our normal song. Today? I said go Halloween. I was trying to figure out. I'm still getting used to this board here, Craig. I was trying to figure out where stuff was. And we got to play the Monster Mash, don't we, right? It is. Have we had our Halloween party here? Are you uh you going out for Halloween? Uh no, I don't have children. I went yesterday for Halloween. I was uh I was a Harley Davidson okay, guy. Okay, so you did go out for Halloween. I did, yeah, I did some yesterday. You had a little party? Yeah, yeah, I went to a little party. Uh, you like adult Halloweening? Uh not really. No. Okay. No. Huh? No. Does not that my mean thing. the significant she made you. Sure did. That's what happens. I get forced to do stuff. And, and was I she a Harley Davidson person she also? She sure was. She liked Brett Michaels, though. Yeah. Uh-huh. I guess, Kyle, you was a Harley Davidson guy? I guess. I was cute. So she said. <laughs> I'm sure you were. Um, all right. I, I, I think this is one of those Aaron Rodgers grudge games. I think they come out and move the ball. And Chris Collinsworth is talking about, you know, Aaron just had that look in our meeting this week. There was something about Aaron Rodgers. And I think the Packers go into halftime with a chance to win. I think they lose the game, but I think they can uh, cover the spread. And uh, Pick them then, Craig. Put your, put your mouth where your money is, where your pick is. Pick them. Click that. Click the Packers to cover. No, no, click no. It. no I, I stay click away it, from Craig. them on cover five. Click it, Craig. Hey, I see where you are in cover five, and I, I'm not taking the ACTs like you are. You you better be taking you, – you need to be signed up to be, for a yeah, prep course right now. I'm about right to now. get ready for the ACT you, prep. You, you might as well be taking a prep course right now because you are on target to take those ACTs. Thanks, everyone, for being part of it today. Make sure you listen to the Tundra Trio Radio Network on location today, pre- and post-game. Um, you know, Greg Matzik, Gary Ellerson, Jason Wildey before the game, Homer and Tausch after the game with Gabe Neitzel uh, running the show. A really, really great way to get in and out of what is going to be, I think, one of the more interesting games of this NFL season. Thanks to Kyle. Thanks to Jason Wildey. You've been listening to Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. Eat your Palermo's pizza and have a great football Sunday, everybody. Remember, stay healthy, stay together, survive today, thrive tomorrow. Don't settle. You've been listening to Sunday Karma. Kyle, send us out. Peace. Tell them what is sin. This is ESPN Wisconsin and ESPNWisconsin.com. Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. It's not close to midnight. It's close to noon. Michael's a little off there, but the referees were not off on the field as the spot was, in fact, correct. The Denver Broncos defeat the Jacksonville Jaguars 21-17. I would have liked to have seen the field goal. Just saying. Plus 39, 21, 24-17. Might have been good. But whatever, 21-17 Broncos defeat the Jaguars. 
fun little Monday, uh, Saturday, uh, Sunday morning game out of London. We got a long-running 7-11, one name left on our list. Who has the most touchdowns in the NFL in the last five seasons? Guessed incorrectly, Debo Samuel, Cooper Cup, Travis Kelsey. Guessed correctly, number one, Derrick Henry, number three, Aaron Jones, four, Devontae Adams. What did you say? Oh, okay. Three, uh, Aaron Jones, four, Devontae Adams, five, Tyreek Hill, six, Austin Eckler, and seven, Nick Chubb. We are missing number two on this list. Who has the second most touchdowns in the NFL in the last five years? Ezekiel Elliott, not on the list. Travis Kelsey, Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel. Who is that second leading touchdown scorer in the last five years? 800-990-ESPN. It's 800-990-3776. We have our Palermo's picks coming up next segment. We have to hit on a few things this segment, Kyle. The Bucks are out to an undefeated start. They beat the Nets at home, who you know don't have a, a great record to start the year, but but that probably is the most impressive uh, win just because of how it uh, laid out to this point, and the fact that they've been consistent enough. I mean, to me, you could say like, oh well, they the Knicks maybe they're not that good. They weren't even a playoff team last year. They weren't even a play-in team last year, or the Rockets, or you know. The Sixers haven't started that well. I mean, that road win against Philadelphia, that was an impressive win. I'll, I'll take that win all day. I mean, the Bucks without Chris Middleton, without Joe Ingles, who's going to be an important player on this team, without Pat Connaughton, who's an important rotation player on this team, it shows you that continuity matters. It shows you that a locker room matters. And it shows you that a lack of some of the drama that all these other teams have matters. You know, let's credit how this team's been put together. I know it's early, very, 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 very early, but let's appreciate what the Bucks are off to in terms of the start uh, to this season. All right, we will see if we can knock out this 7 at 11 right now. We have uh, four people lined up. I don't think this final answer is that hard. I think one of... Uh, one of these uh, people will knock this out. Let's go to Tom is a business owner. You're on Sunday Karma. We start with Tom. Who do you have for us? Uh, is it Alvin Kamara? Is it Alvin Kamara, Kyle? He says yes, and it is Alvin Kamara. Nicely done, Tom. You are our winner of the seven at eleven. Knocking out our seventh. Well done by Tom. All right. We, I mentioned it. We need to get to our Palermo's picks. But before that, there was also a big announcement with the Milwaukee Brewers uh, this week that we haven't touched on. There was also a coaching change with the Wisconsin Badgers that we haven't talked about. So let's get to both of those things real quick here. So David Stern's out with the Milwaukee Brewers. First of all, this has nothing to do with the Josh Hader trade. It wasn't like, oh, Stearns was mailing it in because he was going to be out of here and his mind was on other things. That is absolutely not the right take. I, I get it. Hader trade looks terrible. The Brewers didn't add a bat. I could argue that the uh, the team who the Brewers lost to for the fourth or fifth consecutive years now is in the World Series and looks poised to do something, right? We know they lost in the NLCS to the Dodgers. 
when they won. We know they lost to the you know, Nationals, and they ended up uh, going from wild card to winning the World Series. We know they lost to the Atlanta Braves last year, and they end up going to the World Series. And now the Phillies, who edged the Brewers for that final wild card spot, that team somehow, Philadelphia Phillies, ends up as the next team of destiny into the World Series. I get the frustration around that. I get the idea that if Josh Hader was there, this could have ended differently. The Brewers actually could have ended ahead of the Phillies. I mean, not because of what Hader, I believe what would have meant to the team, but because of what losing him seemed to have meant to that locker room and specifically to that bullpen where they struggled. And there were probably three to four games that they would not have lost had they not made that trade. And I thought the trade was a great trade. I was in favor of the trade. I believe they weren't going to sign Josh Hader anyway, and Josh Hader wasn't going to sign here. So they got a really, really good haul for him that will help them over the next few years. But they didn't bring a bat back that could help them this year. And by all accounts, you know the trade went as bad as it could go. But that has nothing to do with David Stearns. Was, his mind was on something else. He was ready to move on. And um, David Stearns had an elite, elite time with the Milwaukee Brewers. You could say the biggest thing he did was sign Christian Yelich, and that was a mistake. And I'm not going to argue that. But we all would have signed Christian Yelich to that deal. We all would assign Christian Yelich to that deal. So what do you consider to be elite? Because there's a lot of, I mean, so, I mean, that would be a lot of elite GMs in no, president of baseball. No, uh, no, no, no. So nobody in baseball over this this last period, you know, has been I'd argue outside of Tampa, has won as many games for the dollars they've been allocated okay. as David Stern. Okay, I, I, get, what you you, look at I it, get what you're saying If with you that. look at their power ratio of how many games they win versus how much money they had to spend year in, year out, the combination of David Stearns and Craig Council has done it at a level that nobody else has done it this side of Tampa in, in the major leagues. I just I, the, Using elite means you are exceptional in a class that is Hall of Fame almost class. Well, they again, they, they, are, they have in terms of the resources they've been given and how much they've won. Yeah, I would say that they won at a great level, but elite. Uh, saying David Stearns and Craig Counts have been elite, but they have no. They have how many in NLCS appearances? How many NL Central Division championships? To me, if I think about elite, I would say that. And granted, you're talking about resources, but I mean, I would. It's, it's just hard for me to put a team that hasn't won much in elite category even though they did a lot with not almost as much as other teams like the Dodgers so I get what you're saying I would say he is a phenomenal top-notch top-tier president of baseball operations and GM but I would not say he is elite just because he doesn't have the hardware jewelry to back that up so I mean I just think you can't you have to grade on a scale to me and you can't grade someone who has a 75 million dollar payroll on the same scale that you grade someone on a $200 million payroll. So, all right, let's uh, go on to the other things. Paul Christ gets fired. Uh, Kyle, I think you were surprised uh, by the timing and that it happened that quickly. Um, your gut now on uh, the decision that was made by uh, Chris McIntosh. He had no choice because of the fact that he has a hot commodity with Jim Leonard on that, on his staff, and he understood that if he didn't make a decision at some point, Jim Leonard might be gone if he waited to the end of the year. But hindsight, you know, it looks like a great, uh, looks like a great 
decision that Chris McIntosh made because the team is being more competitive. They're playing better football. I mean, right out the gate, they beat up on Northwestern. They compete against Michigan State, even though they had some terrible plays in there. And then they won that last game where they beat up on a Purdue team that was projected to win that game. So I would say they're doing pretty well. Yeah, and they, uh, I mean, that Michigan State game, they were right there, right? I mean, if they had won that game, Oh, th- this would look a lot different, you know. It, and it Brett Bielema and Illinois are still looking pretty good atop that division. That but is the best team in the Big Ten West. Yeah, which is uh, which is pretty wild uh, to to think that uh, Brett Bielema has done that so quickly, has uh, put things uh, together uh, and and had them at the top of the division. So, who do you think? Do you think Jim Leonard gets the job? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think they they need to. I. I, I I mean, I I think they they need to at least make sure that they've you know from an equal opportunity and all that that they look around and I think maybe by doing that they find a coordinator or they find someone who can help them. But I absolutely think uh, that he is the right person for the job. There was something interesting that he said in an interview this week where he said because you know he had a conversation with Chris McIntosh and he talked about he still wants to be traditional Wisconsin, but there needs to be some tweaks. And I think that tweaks come to. Uh, the way that we play offense and the way we run the football isn't always that attractive. Even with them wearing different color pants this year, there's some things that need to be tweaked with this overall program where we kind of step into the next generation. And I think Jim Leonard understands that, and I think he may be the guy to take us there. Yeah, and I think yeah, they just need to win. I don't, I don't think it's – I mean, I think people will say it's the pants, it's the this, it's the that. Right? Did you see how cold them Tennessee jerseys were last night? The yes. black and orange. If you're a kid who wants to go to Tennessee, Tennessee's doing well. You see, you get the chance to wear that cool, swaggy stuff. You have the upgraded facilities. That's what kids care about nowadays. Yeah, but don't you think um, it's their upgraded quarterback and stuff like that? that well, you got to be able to recruit that quarterback, right? And sometimes having top-notch facilities. Oregon, they had a whole reputation of having all these different alternate jerseys that they wore. You have a whole generation of kids that love Oregon, whereas when I was eight years old, I didn't care about Oregon. Right. But then all of a sudden they have all these different uniforms. It's the little things that get kids to say, hmm, I like that. And it's the little things that gain points or lose points in Cover 5. We'll find out how Kyle Wallace is doing in his Cover 5 this year. <laughs> As we continue with Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. It's that time. Yes, it's finally here. Craig makes his picks of the week. You can bet the house on it. Picks of the week on Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin. Presented by Palermo's Pizza, Wisconsin's hometown pizza. Can't wait to see what happens next. On ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Oh, Kyle Wallace, and you here for some Palermo's picks, screaming Sicilian, I'm stuffed, artisan crust with Woo! over two and a half feet of cheese. Mm, Craig is upstairs. In the crust? It's upstairs, Craig. Have you had one yet? I, so I let, because I had I had to go somewhere. I went to Whitewater on Friday, so I yeah. couldn't grab it because we have some. Thank you to Palermo's. I'm eating it today right after so you're not saving it for the Packers game? No, I'm I'm hungry. I want it now. The Supreme has artisan stuffed crust with secret recipe tomato sauce, whole milk mozzarella cheese, sausage, pepperoni, red peppers, green peppers, black olives, yellow onions. The pepperoni one, they have the sausage and pepperoni and the cheese. All of these are the Screamin' Sicilian I'm Stuffed stuffed crust pizzas at your grocer's 
freezer, not at Target. Don't go to Target for your groceries if uh, you're looking for uh, Palermo's. But go to Sendex. Go to uh, all of your uh, local grocery stores here in Wisconsin uh, that have um, that have all of Palermo's pizza. They are Wisconsin's hometown pizza. Screaming Sicilian at the top of the list when you're thinking about the best of the best with Palermo's Pizza. All right, speaking of the best of the best, Kyle, you you know a lot about football. You played football. Cover 5 is a contest that everyone can join right now. You can download the Cover 5 app and win 100 bucks just by picking five games against the spread this week. Your fantasy team's already messed up. Your Cover 5 doesn't need to be. You could jump in right now and play Cover 5 with us, and you could win. You could win this week. Just pick five games against the spread. Use Code, use join code WI22. We have 1,295 people signed up for this week's Cover 5. You can be one of them. Cover5.com or Cover 5 app. Join code WI22. Kyle, how many points do you have in Cover 5? How many points do I have in Cover 5? All right, Craig. Well, for me, uh, for Cover 5, I am doing phenomenal, okay. as in great, as in I am the cheat code for Cover 5 because it go against my picks. So for me overall, I know I have negative 147 and a half points for cover five. And I believe, Craig, you were at 80 something. I'm at 89 and a half. 89 and a half. You dropped down a little bit. So I'm at 61st out of 1,295 people on the season. And I'm at 1,196 out of 1,295. All right. I'm killing it, Craig. So if you go against Kyle's picks, that seems to be the cheat code. The cheat code. As he said, two of the four people on ESPN picked the Bears as their underdog of the week. And that's where I start. I will take Justin Fields. And the Bears plus 10 against the Cowboys in Dallas, where I saw the Cowboys really bad last week. Detroit came in banged up. No DeAndre Swift. Amon St. Brown left early with a concussion. I mean, they had nothing there. And uh, the Cowboys eventually pulled away. I don't buy the Cowboys offense still. I'll take the Bears plus 10. For once, Craig, I'm actually going to ride with you, and I'm also taking the Chicago Bears plus 10. I have it here. I'm trying a new strategy. I'm trying to go with, oh, oh, F. Homer says, the dogs. All right, well, I'm going to go with another dog. This is a little dog, and it's the Vegas Raiders who go to New Orleans, a tough place to play. Andy Dalton looked good on Thursday Night Football. They have a long layoff, but I just think there's too many weapons. Devontae Adams was sick this week, but he will play. I'll take the Raiders plus one and a half as the cover Five official spread. I like that pick, but I'm also going to go with the Arizona Cardinals, the underdog in Minnesota. I'm a believer in Kyler Murray, so we going to see what's going to happen. Maybe this is where I go wrong, but I'm picking them to cover the spread here, minus four going to Minnesota. See, I, I don't like Minnesota as a cover five team because I feel like they never win or lose by too much. They always play to the level of their opponent. So if you're trying to not lose a lot or not win a lot, I think cover. I think the Vikings, and, and for you, Kyle, the way your season's gone— I could understand why uh, you might want to just play it safe with a pick like that in, in that one. So uh, some other people did also on um, Countdown on ESPN pick the Atlanta Falcons to Ooh. get upset by the Carolina oh, Panthers. I hope not. As the Panthers uh, upset the Buccaneers last week. But I'm not. I think the Falcons get it done here. For some reason, they can't throw the ball to Pitts or Drake London. The offense seems very stagnant in Atlanta, but they are 2-1 and one at home. I think they go to 3-1 and one at home. I will take the Falcons 
and I will lay the four and a half, which is your cover five spread, Atlanta minus four and a half. I'm right there with you with Atlanta. This battle, the winner of this game is in first place oh in that division. God. So That's you know incredible. what? Atlanta has the better football team. I'm going to ride with Atlanta. Both aren't great, but I'm riding with Atlanta right there with you, Craig. Speaking of first place, uh, the undefeated team in the NFL, the equivalent of the Milwaukee Bucks, is the Philadelphia Eagles. That spreads up to 11 and a half against the Pittsburgh Steelers, but it's cover five number is nine and a half. This is one of those. I think it could go 20 plus. I'm looking to get 10 points or more from my wow. Eagles here. I'll take the Eagles fly Eagles fly. And I'll, uh, I'll go with the Eagles minus nine and a half as the cover five spread. You talked about Detroit earlier and last week, them against the Dallas Cowboys. I think Miami dolphins get back on track. I think the dolphins will cover this spread going to Detroit. It's a three point spread. I think that's the one where I make up my point loss. Craig, speaking of a three point spread, that's where I'll finish the football prognostication index has the Seahawks as 59% to win. The point spread has the Seahawks favored by three. But you know what? There's something about a Giants team that is undefeated on the road that thinks it can go just about anywhere and win. I saw them battle back against the Green Bay Packers at Tottenham Stadium. I think the 6-1 and one Big Blue win outright in Seattle Take Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, and the New York Giants as your final cover five team of the week, plus three to get it done. I haven't made my last pick. I had the Colts, but then I erased it. I had a dream that that didn't go very well. I don't know. I can't pick my Packers because they mean, won't the cover. I the Colts with a first-time starting quarterback, I, I, that's, that's look, scary. Tyler Henneke looked good last week. I, don't, I may just take Cincinnati and call it a day, but now they're going to Cleveland. With He's no Joe Bar- Chase. Uh, and, and Burroughs never beat Cleveland before, so Craig, I don't know what I'm going to do here, so I may just follow suit and go against what you did, and I may pick Seattle. I may think L.A. may be the beat the 49ers. I'm not I, sure. By the way, I'm I picked click the here. Rams to beat the 49ers so many times, and every time in the regular season, the 49ers proved me wrong. I, I, that one never works out for me in the regular season. It did in the postseason, but it never seems to in the regular season. This is another great week of NFL football. Let's finish by giving our thoughts on the Packers and the Bills, Kyle. First yours. I am going to go with my Packers to not cover and potentially embarrass me today. Uh, Packers lose today 35 to about 13 because we can't score. Wow, we're are we 31 now? 31 13. So we're going out with a Halloween song and not our normal song. Today? I said go Halloween. I was trying to figure out. I'm still getting used to this board here, Craig. I was trying to figure out where stuff was. And we got to play the Monster Mash, don't we, right? It is. Have we had our Halloween party here? Are you uh you going out for Halloween? Uh no, I don't have children. I went yesterday for Halloween. I was uh I was a Harley Davidson okay, guy. Okay, so you did go out for Halloween. I did, yeah, I did some yesterday. You had a little party? Yeah, yeah, I went to a little party. Uh, you like adult Halloweening? Uh not really. No. Okay. No. Huh? No. Does not that my mean thing. the significant she made you. Sure did. That's what happens. I get forced to do stuff. And, and was I she a Harley Davidson person she also? She sure was. She like Brett Michaels, though. Yeah. Uh-huh. I guess, Kyle, you was a Harley Davidson guy? I guess. I was cute. So she said. <laughs> I'm sure you were. Um, all right. I, I, I think this is one of those Aaron Rodgers grudge games. I think they come out and move the ball. And Chris Collinsworth is talking about, you know, Aaron just had that look in our meeting this week. There was something about Aaron Rodgers. And I think the Packers go into halftime with a chance to win. I think they lose the game, but I think they can uh, cover the spread. And uh, Pick them then, Craig. Put your, put your mouth where your money is, where your pick is. Pick them. Click that. Click the Packers to cover. 
No, no, clicky, no. I, no I stay clicky, away from Craig. him on cover five. Clicky, Craig. Hey, I see where you are in cover five, and I, I'm not taking the ACTs like you are. You you better be taking you, – you need to be signed up to be, for a yeah, prep course right now. I'm about right to get now. ready for the ACT you, never, you, you might as well be taking a prep course right now because you are on target to take those ACTs. Thanks, everyone, for being part of it today. Make sure you listen to the Tundra Trio Radio Network on location today, pre- and post-game. Um, you know, Greg Matzik, Gary Ellerson, Jason Wildey before the game, Homer and Tausch after the game with Gabe Neitzel uh, running the show. A really, really great way to get in and out of what is going to be, I think, one of the more interesting games of this NFL season. Thanks to Kyle. Thanks to Jason Wildey. You've been listening to Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. Eat your Palermo's pizza and have a great football Sunday, everybody. Remember, stay healthy, stay together, survive today, thrive tomorrow. Don't settle. You've been listening to Sunday Karma. Kyle, send us out. Peace. Tell them what is sin. This is ESPN Wisconsin and ESPNWisconsin.com.